Well, we heard about John Baptist this morning, didn't we? You may not have realized it or you may not have been thinking about it, but there are two places in which we heard about John Baptist in this morning's liturgy. Yes, of course, the gospel lesson, but also in the Benedictus, the song of praise we sang after the baptism of Augustine. If you think about it, this is a very familiar song of praise for the English people for at least almost 500 years. And it's the song of Zacharias. Uh, Zachariah, when, he, um, when John is born, he sings this song of praise. If, um, up until relatively modern times, if you were English, you would go regularly to baptisms. Everyone was baptized. I have a very dear friend and his wife. I met and had dinner with my wife on our honeymoon. I called him up and said, hey, we're heading your way. He says, great, my parents are expecting you. I said, I don't know your parents. Yeah, that's all right. They're expecting you. I said, no, 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 no. We're not going to your parents. Yeah, yeah, they've got dinner ready and they'll put you up for a couple nights. I'm not going to your parents. I've never met your parents. Nope, here's the directions. And of course, in England, directions are like, you know, oh, you're on the, the big oak, then left at the, the, the king's arms, and then, you know, if you see the birds, and it took us forever to get there. Um, and we had a lovely time, dear, dear people, and they are atheists. Oh, dad's dead. We're atheists. I think mom's still living. Um, and my friend Guy was baptized in infancy. And he was raised as an atheist, and he is an atheist, and so is his wife, and they baptize their children. This is just the norm. I mean, so everyone goes to baptisms up until relatively recently. Um, I know he's a little bit older, so probably, I don't know if his, I don't know if his kids have baptized their kids. Um, so you would go to baptism all the time because your friends, your family, people in your church... Everyone's getting baptized. And you would sit there and watch the baptism, and after a while you go, well, I know what my baptism looked like. Looked just like that. Unless there was a fire in the church during the time, right? The English prayer book was essentially the same until the late 20th century when the English started playing with the liturgy. Bad idea. Although the actual authorized book of common prayer in the English church is the same as it always has been since the Reformation. So the Benedictus is a familiar song of praise, but it is also strongly, in the history of the English church, also associated with baptism. Up until recent times, almost every baptism you would attend would happen right in between the saying of the lesson and the singing of the Benedictus. The rubrics or the directions in the prayer books before the baptismal service say that the family with the person to be baptized plus the godparents must be ready at the font immediately after the second lesson at morning or evening prayer. And it just so happens that, yeah, there are exceptions and, you know, if the child is sick and you might do a private baptism, but, but the norm was that, you know, the great majority of baptisms over the centuries, they've all occurred on a Sunday morning after the second lesson at Matins. And after the second lesson of Matins and the baptism, the canticle sung 
would be the Benedictus, just like we did this morning. This great song of praise that has been sung for centuries at the morning offices, at least since the time of St. Benedict of Nursia, who might have been the first to introduce it into worship in the morning hours at the turn of the 6th century, Over and over and over again, for century upon century, the Benedictus has been chanted in the morning offices. And in the prayer book of the English church for the last 500 years or so, it has been the main... There are other canticles uh, offered, but it's unusual to have them sung. Just like an even song, an even song without the Magnificat is just not really even song, even though the prayer book appoints other potential uh, canticles or songs of praise. As you can tell, if you take a look at the Benedictus, it's page 689 in the Pew Bible, if you want to grab that. It's the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 68. As you can tell, this song of praise, traditionally called a canticle, is broken into two halves. The first half, from verse 68 through 75, speaks of God who has given us salvation. Allow me to quote, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. It goes on to state that we will be saved from our enemies and from those that hate us, and that we will be able to serve God in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. What a fantastic song to sing when we've just seen the initiation of someone into that salvation through baptism. We have just seen Augustine enter into the church, the ark of salvation, right? Have you heard, like some churches historically were architecturally built to look like arks. And once in a while I'll see a church go, oh, that's what that is. And you can kind of figure it out. How was Noah saved? He got his rear end on the boat when the rain came. We need to be in the ark, and the ark is Christ. And so Augustine was put into the ark this morning through baptism. What a joy to sing God's great mercy upon seeing his mercy in action. Augustine was born through some great effort. I knew I'm going to get in trouble here. Some wildly amazing effort on the part of his mother. And uh, Brandon, I'm sure, prayed and and encouraged her. But you really didn't do anything else, and no one even thinks so. Um, But none of us, none of us could do anything for him for his spiritual birth. He was this morning born again through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's the only way that he was born again. God has begun the work that he wants to complete in little Augustine. We trust God to do his part. It is our part to pray for Augustine and the parents' part with the help of the godparents and our mother, the church, to raise Augustine in godly fear. That he might, as we prayed already this morning, manfully fight under Christ's banner against sin, the world, and the devil, and continue Christ's faithful soldier and servant unto his life's end. 
In other words, we've just seen the beginning of Augustine's faith journey. We can all relate how difficult that journey can become. And each of us has different stories about the struggles and the difficulties, the failures, the successes, how God has raised us up. So I would remind you then, let's pray for Augustine because he's got that in front of him. Back to the text of the Benedictus. The second half, verses 76 through 79, has Zechariah turning to speak to his newborn son. And this is, I think, fascinating that this prophecy turns personal. And you, child, will be called, right? Child, his infant son, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. As I mentioned It's a very personal prophecy about John Baptist and his cousin Jesus. Two of the most important people in the New Testament to imitate. Jesus, of course, is an example of all things holy and how you should live your life. John has that calling of preparation, of preparing the way for Jesus. And my friends, That John Baptist calling is our calling as well. It's the calling of all the baptized members of Christ. It is a great prayer for Augustine that he would imitate John Baptist in helping to prepare. That might mean preparing some individuals, different people. It might mean preparing a family, a neighborhood, a village, a town, and each of us will have He will have, you know, something different than what you have in that calling. That calling, though, looks like being an agent for Christ in this world of suffering. That means being a part of the hospital, the church, in a real and a vital way. We should be praying for all our baptized children that they might find God's calling of preparation. And yes, they'll be different from each other's, if you will. Different ways of helping people prepare for the coming of Jesus into their hearts and into their lives. But also some preparation for the second advent of Christ when he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. My friends, we should also be praying for ourselves and for all the baptized adults that we might all fulfill the calling of John Baptist in our own circumstances, our own lives, our own walks, our own situations. We prepare for the celebration of the first coming of Christ this week until next Saturday night when we start the celebration. Let's not forget to invite others to celebrate with us. And let us be about Preparing. Amen.